We are back for another Codex Cantina episode, which is just two guys talking literature, trying to make sense of it. Now, we spend a lot of time pushing ourselves, trying to understand this literature, organizing it, and then bringing it to a conversational approach for how we deliver it. And we've absolutely put more money in it than we've gotten out of it. So if you guys are considering supporting this channel, we'd appreciate you checking out our Patreon link at patreon.com slash the Codex Cantina, as well as Ko-Fi of ko-fi.com slash the Codex Cantina. It all helps us in running the show, along with commercials, guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break, and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. Miss I Sandwich by Mieko Kawakami, clocking it at a massive 92 pages. Does Kawakami pull off her usual tour de force? Let's talk about it today. Now, this was translated by Louise Hill Kawai, and for Women in Translation Month, what a wonderful combination. What I want to do is talk about this novella and what it's about, maybe some of the themes, to see if it's something that you might want to squeeze in to your readings. This is a story that focuses on a young boy's mind. We are in the narrator of a young boy, fourth grader, who is kind of exploring life, and he's going through this world where he feels very maybe disconnected from others. And I think that's not uncommon. As we're growing up, we start to acknowledge what are the differences between myself and others. You know, his mom kind of has opposite schedules. She's working all these different hours, so they don't see each other. And when they do, uh, she tends to be more self-interested. And I don't think she's a terrible person, but I think that's something that we see, especially in our modern lives, you know, us honed in on our phones as opposed to honed in on our children. And Kawakami explains it in just the most enticing way possible. She's not shaming the mother, but we have the boy's perspective saying, mom's face is awesome whenever she gets annoyed. If there was an animal that didn't know what being annoyed meant, then just one look at my mom's face and they'd get the idea. <laughs> it's funny, right? And, you know, his grandmother that lives there with them is, they don't say the word catatonic, but she's uh, lost control. She doesn't communicate as much. So the boy is very on his own, for exploring life. And he becomes enamored. From the first pages, we talk about how many steps is it to get to Miss Ice Sandwich. And I know at some point I'm going to mess up and say Miss Ice Cream Sandwich. I don't know why. She's this woman that works behind the counter and wears really gaudy eye makeup. And it made me think of Mimi from the Drew Carey show. I don't know why. But she's also very unresponsive to the world. She just kind of does her job, responds. And this boy will go every day to buy a sandwich from her. The writing style is very informal. You'll get sentences that insert the word like like and kind of really, and it really puts you into the mindset of a young child, but it also feels very lighthearted. At no point did you feel overwhelmed. It's just a very easy to consume book. But maybe what I like most about Kawakami's writing is the way she explores what it means to fit in, uh, what it means to communicate, because I think that's something we can all relate to, right? This is a young boy who's experiencing life as the social milieu of the class around him is forming, right? There's these three girls that are dyeing their hair blonde so that they can look more foreign. You have the mom who's redecorating the front of their house to look more Western. Everybody is dressing up something, their natural element. Even if you look at Miss Ice Sandwich with her brightly colored appearance, but doesn't necessarily have the personality to match, right? What, what does it mean that we're reaching out to do this? And we'll explore the story through him, through his you know, friend Tutti, who is really adorable in the way that uh, she's just carefree. She's, she's a free-spirited person who invites 
our narrator over to kind of explore movies, one of her passions. And it's just adorable the way that Kawakami explores this communication between them. Is it going to be the tour de force that Breast and Eggs is? It's going to be hard at 92 pages. But I don't think that's what she intended to do with this novella. I think Kawakami is exploring her writing, exploring these different themes that she loves to write about. And what's really interesting about this one is the coming of age and innocence, where this little boy learns that what communicating, what he thinks communication is in the beginning isn't necessarily what he defines by the end. I'll leave that for you to discover in the actual reading of this novella. But it's something that I think was a very good four-star read for me. Anything by Kawakami, I'm going to read, and I love a good coming of age for a summer pool time read or even just on the airplane ride, that it's a, it's a great novella to bring along to kind of fill that time. If you've read the story, tell me what your guys' thoughts are or what you think of Miyako Kawakami. I think she's one of the most fantastic writers out there, and I'll read anything that she puts out. My name has been Una. Appreciate you spending some time with me. Al Pacino.